Hey, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project. Whether it's at sessions or parties or over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey. Talking Lion is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and what it's been like and where it's going. We recorded this episode with our new friends, 8090. We first met 8090, comprised of brothers Abner and Harper, the day we recorded this episode, but we had been listening to their music for years and we wound up writing together afterwards. Some context for this interview. 8090 was visiting LA from New York to collaborate on new songs. They recently released their singles, Got Your Message and 10K Summer Nights. An incredible writing production duo with heartfelt nostalgic songs, 8090 strikes a chord with their sincerity and brotherhood. So, without further ado, we're 8090 and this is Talking Lion. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Abner and Harper. Abner <laughs> and Harper. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, have to, we have to auditorily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like um, but coming from New York, appreciate you guys coming by. Yeah. Oh my and, god. Thanks for having us. Oh yeah. Well, uh, what I didn't realize uh, we were just just talking about it. What I didn't realize was you guys are brothers. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're born in New York. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But grew up in Maine. Gotcha, gotcha. So East Coaster is all the same. East Coaster. But with a a better taste in lobster. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Evolving taste. I've had more of it. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, first, first and foremost, and I was saying it when you guys came, like this is really special for us because we listened to you guys for quite a while, and we have a lot of mutual friends and stuff. So thank you guys again for for being on. Starting in Maine, were you? musical as kids do you have musical parents did you yeah uh, both our parents were like musical my mom played the banjo and my dad uh our dad was <laughs> and our mom was uh, <laughs> a really sure? great a, a really great uh like blues self-taught blues harmonica player oh my but God. they but they you know they weren't they weren't professional or anything but there were instruments in the house and you know when i was four or five i think i my my mom like showed me this little keyboard and I got really into it. And yeah, I think it was like a Casio keyboard. Something that would be cool in a studio now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but at uh, the time it was just like, oh, why do I have this? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. you know, I think it was. It had a drum pad. I think the story was my dad wanted to play drums and they lived in the city in an apartment. And my mom was like, well, here's a here's a keyboard with like four pads that have pictures of drums on them. You can find <laughs> buttons, you know? But, uh, but you found it, Admiral, because it was a keyboard. Of a keyboard. Yeah. And you started like, you know, plucking out notes or whatever. And Yeah. 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 Like apparently i don't know that like playing along to disney movies kind of yeah you know it was like immediately like learning you know every soundtrack jurassic park and you know all this stuff but in a a weird way i feel like that's like the like the entry point for like a lot of people in the music was disney i mean there was such Mm. good music yeah in disney yeah that like you know i remember i was singing along to like tarzan and hercules like i want to say i'm in love and all that yeah yeah sure it's like good it was good writing oh yeah Yeah. amazing Was Amazing. it Be Our Guest? Be My Guest? <laughs> yeah, from, uh, from uh, Be yeah, The Beast. Yeah, that soundtrack I mean, still it's blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think what's cool is that, like, in a lot of ways, that's our introduction to, like, hooks. Yeah. And it's, like, what Absolutely. a good melody can yeah. do, you uh-huh. know? And yeah, maybe, and storytelling. Yeah. And storytelling. It's yeah. storytelling in a song. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. But, which yeah. I think is, is very present in what you guys do, more yeah, so than a lot of other artists that, like, I feel are putting out stuff now. 
Um, it, it feels very sort of tactile. And I'll get get to that later. But, you know, <laughs> I, I forgot to ask, what, what brings you guys to Los Angeles this time around? Uh, our manager, Jared, lives out here. So it's always great to... Jared, just, shout yeah, out to Jared. he's the man. Yeah. We love him. Um, <laughs> love he's really good care of us. And yeah, just good, good to see him. But, but it was also because we're sort of beginning a new process of kind of like figuring out what the next record might sound like or the next EP or the next year's singles, however it might land. And up until now, we've done a lot of the writing, producing, and even a lot of the mixing ourselves. It's been very much about finding our sound between the two of us um, and exploring that. But I think it was time to do some more collaboration. Well, uh, that was that was a weird thing about coming out here because, you know, we're, we were also East Coast sort of insulated. So yeah, yeah. like, oh, nobody knows us. Like, we know us. And then mm. like, we wound up, writing some of our favorite songs with other people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's just one of those, LA brings it out of people, I think. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's been like, we've had such a good time, yeah. you know, like immediately all of the, just being in the room with so many cool people, all yeah. these ideas just happen that just wouldn't, just wouldn't have happened, you know. If it wasn't if that, it wasn't particular, that group of people, particular group of people. Day. I mean, I think because we're so sort of in that, you know, do-it-yourself mentality a lot of time in our like production space or whatever that there's something to be said for how much learning happens when you get in a room with someone else yeah you yeah. know that just when you're just doing yourself you can sort of grow and evolve right it's different than like actually just learning stuff like watching somebody do something or seeing how they approach writing a hook or something and just in the last i mean we haven't been here for that. we've been here for like four days but we've done every day we've been kind of like packing the schedule as much as we can and just had some really cool experiences yeah i mean it it was a great i mean we're just really happy we came out and you know well yeah. what's, what's awesome that too is like even from a subject matter standpoint yeah, yeah. you know what you're gonna get from yourself yeah right but that's the problem is you know yeah, what you're yes, going to get from yourself. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody asks you a question or if somebody is like talking about like a random subject mm-hmm. or whatever and all of a sudden like you go down the nostalgia rabbit hole yeah. or you go down like, you know, uh, some sort of hope or want or something like that, that creates yeah. a whole new thing that would have necessarily have been born of just hanging yeah. out as yeah. having the conversations that you typically have, you totally. know? One, one of the cool things that um, that happened too is I think when you're when you're kind of coming up with ideas for songs and stuff. At least for me, one of the things I'm always thinking of is like, well, I, I feel this uh, this way about something, but I don't know, will people be able to relate? Right. And mm-hmm. kind of sheepishly bringing something up and having someone be like, yeah, I totally know how you feel. Not only is it like, oh, cool, that could be a song, but also you're like, oh, that makes me just feel better. <laughs> oh, it's like universally, yeah. other people can relate to this this emotion or this experience, you know. And so I think it's just kind of been like a really yeah. great. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that we had, uh, like, when we write with other people, especially, like, if we write with people outside of our perspective, like, when we write with women, there's a, a whole different side to any issue that we've been through. You can realize that you're the bad guy. You can realize that, oh, that's where the mistake happened or that's whatever. Like, there's so much perspective that you get from writing with people just outside of your own experience mm-hmm. that just, I don't know, I feel like some people miss sometimes or some people, like, you know, th- think that they're... And that's like you hear some songs where people are very like sort of self-righteous, you know? Yeah. Because they don't have somebody else telling them that yeah. they're wrong about something. Yeah, and absolutely. What I think what rings true for me is like I can overthink things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an analytical person. You know, sure. I think part, that's like where we're, if we're all sort of talking about being a writer, producer, that's like the producer side of your brain. And, and one of the big sort of learning curves for me has been getting out of my own head. You know, and one of the best ways to get out of your own head is to have some 
other heads in the room. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like yeah. all of a sudden you don't feel like you have to intellectualize things to justify why you're doing something. You just have that immediate feedback, that response, that sense of like when people say it's like the vibe of a session. It's sort of like you can kind of like ride that wave a little bit depending on reading the room. Like if an idea seems to like resonate with people, you can kind of go forward without sitting back and taking that moment to overthink something. Well, yeah. having that excitement yeah. there yeah. too is so yeah. important. Like mm-hmm. having, yeah. you know, cause you gotta have these great ideas and then like not necessarily think they're good until you yeah. bring them up with somebody yeah. else and then yeah. they get excited. Yeah. Even a line or a concept. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, different kinds of ideas. Like one of the things that's been cool coming out here is that throwing out into the air because I feel like in these, you know, when you're meeting people and you're just, you're really just throwing out all your ideas. I'll kind of throw out an idea that if maybe I was just on a guitar, I would be like, oh, this isn't the kind of idea that I, that, that I would really do or that resonates with me. I don't know if people, but someone else is like, oh, I really like that. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I maybe wouldn't have something yeah. that why. And then you're like, oh, I, I get it now. Yeah, that you but it can, takes another person getting they're excited They're like, about it. oh, because I have this other idea that goes with it. And then you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I see it in this new way because this other person, you know, contextualize it for me. And it's just like a cool. Yeah. Collaboration is about creating new context for your, you know, for ideas. I think, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's it's about sort of like finding what's special when you've lost the sort of personal objectivity to yeah. be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I remember uh, just like sitting in the room while Noah would like go through ideas, and Noah can like what I think is both amazing and also terrifying about like his process. He could throw out anything. Like he could you get he can get equally tired of every sort of piece. And I think he like he he finds the things that like resonate for him, obviously, but I think that also listening to him, I'm like, no, we could use that or that mm-hmm. could be cool. So I'm just so judgment. So I'm just, I stop him one too many times. But mm-hmm. like I think that that's such a cool yeah. part of like finding that collaborative energy. Yeah. I was just gonna ask, yeah. you know, your guys' collaboration was is that is that the first like major collab? Like, how did you guys come to to collaborating with each other? But also, like, what was your your journeys towards? Sure. I mean, we, I guess we were both in bands for. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, I was I was in a lot of bands cool. in like m- like middle and high school, so I, I was I, I was definitely no stranger to collaboration. I yeah. even like I you know I would write a lot with like a particular group of people, and like we definitely had like a really like strong back and forth. Back Though home. I feel like we both just hearing like stories that he's told me, and like we we both were in bands where we were the ones kind of driving well i think what's interesting is i've been in i've been in i was in a band where i was like the one doing everything and then i was also in a band where someone else was the one doing everything yeah. so i kind of got to have both That's of those cool. experiences yeah. to like figure out like okay how much do i want to like give up creative control and how much do i want to be like just doing stuff by myself yeah for me it was yeah. the the i mean i was in a seven piece band but like i was coming in with the songs i was coming in, trying trying to sort of rein everybody in from yeah. like no, there can't be three guitar solos in, in this <laughs> yeah. four-minute yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Um, et cetera. We found each other uh, at, at school. We were both uh, down the hall from each other, oh. and through like a series of uh, coincidences, like I, re- you know, fe- realized he was a great producer and he was getting into production. Um, I suddenly and very quickly was interested in pop writing. Yeah. Um, and that just sort of sparked this early collaboration. But at first, we didn't necessarily know what that meant. Like we didn't right. know what that looked. Like mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of us trying to discover, okay, you're doing this, I'm doing this. Well, like, you know, we do this in a vacuum, we do this together, we do, and it's evolved. I mean, it's still evolving. I think, yeah. you know, ask us this question tomorrow, yeah. you know, and whatever, it'll be a different. I think it's like you're saying collaboration at its best. I think it teaches you how you're most useful. Mm. Yeah. Like, and I think that's one of those learning curves too. It's like with Adam and I, it was the same thing. It was like, we kind of discovered how are we of the most use to this project quickly? It was like, what are the things that we really contribute? Not the things we 
wish we contributed or the way we like to think of ourselves. But when it comes down to it, what do we each really have to offer to this moment or the song? And when you throw another person in there, two other people, sure. like, that changes. And so it's like in every situation, it's like I find myself thinking, you know what, in this situation, I'm going to be of most use on the guitar. I'm going to be of most use like jumping on the computer and doing some of this, or I'm, I'm going to need to punch up this like verse, you know, or whatever. And just like trying to get better at like identifying how I can be useful in the situation. Well, what's so fascinating you know? about you guys too is that like you never had an opportunity to meet. You know, is that like there's no right. sort of origin story around like well, yeah, you know yeah, where right. you guys are, like totally. you know yeah. we, we met when when uh, you were brought yeah. home from the hospital. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. you know. Uh, right. But did you guys ever like play together when you were kids? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Uh, who played what? What was the what was the early uh, band of it? Yeah, it was. I think it was mostly you know I was when I was younger was was playing piano. You know, I was playing guitar, mm-hmm. yeah. and so we would kind of it was unofficially you know we would we would jam sometimes in our sort of official bands when we were in middle and high school which were punk bands (laughs) i mean that's the best way to describe do you remember any of their names because there's some some of those are some of the best names because we were joking before like uh like you were saying blood harmony is how you guys sound so good together but like blood harmony also sounds like a great uh the the bass player came up with the name where's clarence where's Where's clarence Clarence? yeah we still don't know we still don't know know. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think, day. I think, um, I mean, you know, for me, it was, uh, I, we, we would kind of, we jam like unofficially, you know, and he would be in his bands and kind of I would be in my bands, but I would, you know, go to his shows and be like, that's a cool band, <laughs> you know, I think. And I think there was like a, there was a sense at some point when we both got, you know, mature enough to acknowledge it that there was <laughs> there was some shared you know admiration right, in right, that right if yeah. it made you know because were you, you playing know. in bands too and were yeah. you coming out to the shows yeah and, yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. And so we would, like, they were better than my bands <laughs> you know what i mean yeah do you remember the name at all yeah well okay so yeah one of them was called um capital capital like yeah with an al Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's and cool. it was it was really not much of a story. Just like after going through a thousand words that we all couldn't <laughs> I was deal like with, you were into Oasis and it was like vaguely British. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so. which is funny because that never occurred to me, but totally on like a subconscious level, that's probably capital. what was going on. My, yeah. I was in a folk band for like five yeah. years, and it was called the First Law. Cool. Sort of because it, it sounded wow. folky. Yeah, you know, it sounded yeah. like oh yeah, yeah, what is this? Oh, it's yeah. a folk band. Right, yeah, right, totally. <laughs> we were like. That band was kind of, in retrospect, it was like, it was like a a cover band, but I would, but they were original quote unquote songs, but I'd be like, this is an Oasis song. This is a Muse <laughs> song. Like there's there the, the only kind of internal consistency in the discography was that it was just like different bands we liked. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so for us, it was interpolations, a, a, I think. Like, is it? Well, they were no, like, not really. Nah, yeah. But something short yeah, of an interpolation. Right. Like it was yeah. like a, in the style, it was like an, in the style of <laughs> yeah. library and I didn't right. know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's very, fun. a very amateur one. <laughs> now, did you guys get along growing up? Um, like, or did you fight? Did you? It was like it was kind of like you know, bitter enemies, best friends. Yeah. Right. Depending on the moment. Right. I think our closeness comes out of our yeah mutual savagery, <laughs> <laughs> an and admiration like, for how much we, we you guys say, screw each other. We over, got a lot like, of the fighting out of the way when we were younger. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like my brother, like my brother and I still like, you know, I mean, recently we've been a lot better, but it was just one of those things where, you know, I feel like growing up felt much more like an obligation for us yeah, than right. like something that like could be an opportunity to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah so it's understandable. It's so cool though, that you guys have this thing together though. Yeah. That, you know, it is. Uh, yeah. you guys can join teams at Thanksgiving to explain what the hell you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was the most loaded yeah, 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 yeah exactly think, it's like yeah. say no more you know there's no still I, there's like a level of comfort where there's still room for grumpiness and petulance yeah you know mm-hmm. but 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 that's let's knock on wood here but that seems to be about the ex- about the ex- extent sure. you know yeah. uh, do you guys live together too in new york no uh no no which probably helps, helps. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we've been roommates for like four years. Yeah, but you're not brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. we were roommates for for eighteen, 18 years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that'll definitely do it. Yeah. So, um, how did the first interests in production and songwriting, and and how do you guys sort of split it up? Is it an even sort yeah. of like production writer like we do, or is it you guys do a little bit of both? I think we both do both. I'm more of a technical producer, and then for the band, I'm res- I would say it's his stories. Cool. Yeah. But there's definitely, you know, a lot of overlap in all the areas, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in, in ways that are, are, are not insignificant, you know, both yeah. from, you know, Harper writing and, and me producing and yeah. all that stuff. I think once. Yeah. 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 We, I think we exchange like big picture, small picture roles. Yeah. Like, and I think that's, and that was one of the funny things about collaborating with some people who are really producers is like neither of us having to be in front of the computer pretty fun yeah yeah it was, really oh God, it was amazing yeah. but uh but you know in the in the sort of duo environment it's like it's great to have someone who's either not small picturing the lyrics or small picturing the production at any given time to keep it on track that's what you we know? yeah i mean that's yeah. where we yeah. like it's the clear thought versus yes. like actually executing yes things. right so yes. you know knowing what you want something to feel like and how it hits yeah versus like Okay, does this snare work? Does this yeah. like right. kick work? Does yeah. this, you know, line or melody? Yeah. Well that's that's really cool. I, I think it's it's nice that you guys are able to find those. Yeah. Do you do you like being in front of the computer or is it because for me I like I almost get a little bit anxious. Uh, uh no, a hundred a hundred percent. Yeah. You know? no, like I'm I mean, sure like, gun to our heads we could do you. it. But like Yeah. I I don't feel at home really yeah. in front of I mean I, I like envy people who do. It seems like it would be so empowering. But it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, but yeah. No. But Abner's like, you know, he's really good at big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like I'm I'm more about the rabbit holes sometimes in the production stuff. When you guys were first starting, who was sort of more on the the business like minded side? Like who was more sort of planning the? He, I, I think I can answer yeah, that question okay. because I think it's like it depends on what you mean. Okay. I think. I was, you know, because I have a sort of the production writing space and I, and I work with other artists too. And so mm-hmm. like, I, I kind of was like one of the first to get, to understand like how, right, you know, rights were right. and BMI and ASCAP and registering and HFA and all that, all that kind of stuff that's like the, the kind of. Building the, blocks like, of yeah, the, the back end stuff yeah. of how things work. Um, but in terms of having a vision for the, the band's path, I think Abner was the first one to really start kind of conceptualizing yeah. steps and stages and, you I mean, know, and, and a way forward. And then we more and more, I think, share that. Yeah. 
that vision. Right. Which I would say after the conversation we just had, it feels like a similar dynamic. Yes. Where it's, yeah, that there, are, there are pieces that are not yeah. insignificant, but it's harder to sort of articulate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it, in terms of the kind of, the, the roles in the studio and the roles in the band and the, well, the like kinds it, of people that it, right. we are. Stage, Amber's you know? a little more forward facing and I'm a little more like back end kind of like facing. Well, and that's, uh, I don't it's even funny too that we were the ones like sort of messaging on, yeah. on like, but but we, we have a theory that like every duo is the same duo with yep. different yeah. sort of delineations yeah, yeah. of the uh-huh. same kind of qualities. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, I think it plays totally, out. Yeah. I, I'm curious sort of the, because the origin story is not how did you guys meet? The origin right. story is, well, why 80-90 and how 80-90 yeah. yeah. and how did that sort of begin? Like what, what sort of sparked the idea? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we always kind of have been showing each other songs and, you know, writing music and kind of at one point when we were in high school, we kind of, we did this thing, which I, in retrospect, I'm like, well, we, we did it, but we did. <laughs> and I feel like there was some like, you know, energetic potency in it. We did one of those spit handshake packs. We're like, we're going to be in a band one day oh, wow. together, <laughs> you know? And then we were like, oh God, why do we do that? Well, yeah, I, I suppose uh, doing the, the Blood Brothers thing would have been a bit redundant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we're not, we're not hardcore enough to do that. Yeah. And, and we're already, and we're already and right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Harper and I, you know, we, we always wanted to do that. And then I think it was about when Harper came to New York and started kind of set up his space and really having like a place to to do that and starting to get to know his way around his studio. And at a certain point, it was like, it just felt like it was it was a time. Well, I just I just knew that there were songs lying around that were that were cool that I wanted to see what we could do with them. But I think it was like weirdly a transitional from being thinking of making music as like you get a four piece band together with a guitar, bass and drums to realizing there was like a whole other world of sort of like weirdly pop is more like conceptual art. There's a million different ways to put stuff together. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe that's really, I just had this inkling. I was like, maybe that's the context that these songs are going to work in, that this is going to work in more so than a traditional, like, you know, band format. Yeah. And I think it was right around a time when like, it would just, it, you know, these days it's easier to do that, you know? Yeah. Well, I love what you're saying about how, how pop is more conceptual because I think people kind of miss that. Like, I yeah. think, you know, because we, you know, we were in folk stuff, we were in rock yeah. stuff, and a lot of that, you know, you can sometimes hide behind mm-hmm. what's sort of happening there. The genre. But, yeah, but because there's so much pop music and so much sort of vying for attention, you have to have a concept that's clever with melody that bumps and, yeah. like, and hooks and, and yeah. whatnot with a way of presenting an argument that hasn't been heard before. Yeah. It feels like court. I think the (laughs) funny thing is like this project was really the first time either of us had done pop music in any way. And I don't even know if we could call what we do pop music in a pure sense, but I think in a, in a sort of more general sense, it was so much closer than what we've done before to pop music that it was like brand new. And so to us, like, or to me, I was like, I don't know if I'd ever programmed an 808 before we did Mm -hmm. our first song. Like, I don't even, I I think I learned what that, I don't want to overstate it, but I think it was sort of like, it was brand new. And so there was something about it where it was really, we did it with the agreement that it might be bad and understanding, I say it might be terrible and we might not put it out. You know what I mean? Like our first collaboration together. Yeah. And I think think that like freed us to, to pursue. And I think when I think about about the kind of pop music thing or that kind of sandbox, what you're saying is it's really the when you realize the toolbox like becomes unlimited 
you know, when, when you're not, not when you're not thinking about like, oh, the four piece, it's no, it's no longer like in, in, you know, middle school, high school is always like, okay, what does the guitar do? What does the bass do? And that's what, what do the drums do? Those are the yeah. only questions as opposed to, oh, how are we going to, you know, make this? And I think for both of us, it was like the first time we had ever really done that. And we were kind of like, just had yeah. a lot of we were having fun, fun doing <laughs> it. Like, oh, this guitar, we can, we can pitch it up an octave. Let me see how that works. Oh my God, that's cool. You know, it was like really that... It feels almost like naive in this kind of ridiculous way, but it really felt like this new thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I got to school for jazz guitar, and like so we you had like, it all at that. We were like, me, like yeah. Yeah, musicians. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like music with me, but it was like this sort of thinking about that we could do it. I think it was mm-hmm. what it was like. Oh, we can just do this thing where we can kind of just like go into open up a session and just like do whatever we want, and it's okay. It counts as music. You know, it yeah. was kind of it was fun, and we kind of just like went in this song and just kept coming back to the studio in our yeah. free time and just working on it without any kind of sense that I would get finished at all. What year was that? It was 20, uh, it was like the 2016. 2016. Yeah. Well, what I like about you guys is that uh, even like what you're saying, it's, it's, it is hard to call it pop because you guys like blend genres and, and sort of circumvent genres, but there's always a pop sensibility to it, which yeah, I think is sure. like really uh, like admirable as far as it goes. What was the first... Cause you, you're doing this around 2016. What was the first song you guys put out? 3:30. 3:30. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize that was your first song. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Because I was ta- saying when you guys first came here that I first heard that song like in the middle of a breakup. Oh my God. So it just like comes on. And I'm just like, oh, it's true. It's, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's incredible. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it was like a breakup playlist song, yeah. Yeah. like on repeat. Um, <laughs> Man. How did that song come to be, and what what inspired it? That song was was one actually that that was kicking around for in various versions for a long time and not because honestly there was any sense that like oh I have to get this perfect or anything it was like I actually just had this little riff and it was kind of one of those things that was kind of fun to play so I think I just would kind of pick up guitar and just kind of the main the yeah the kind of the um, like a, like the the chordal thing behind it actually oh, yeah. it was kind of like a calming hypnotic thing for me that yeah. was kind of big guitar when I wasn't thinking and do it and so I think in a weird way like it took a long time to finish it because I kind of liked when I picked up my guitar as my go-to noodle you know I like the little vocal chap that's in there too especially yeah. like just like leading Harper. into it yeah like that's that was one of those things where it was <laughs> like thing in one little. you know the most simple thing that probably took us like 20 iterations of editing to figure out what it was and it's you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> it, it just for whatever the, it's like the context that was it you mm-hmm. know and then it ended up being the kind of like thematic thing that ties the sections together and it's transitions and it's you know well, it works so well in a, that transition you. You have, is there a slide guitar in there there's a lot of bending okay yeah, yeah. it was sort of like it was sort of in the script of, of doing the production it was like there's got to be kind of country guitar element in here yeah at the time, I was actually working with like a kind of rootsy band and, and also playing some guitar. I feel like I was like discovering a kind of more Nashville style of guitar playing for the first time. It was probably just like what was on my mind at the moment. It was very Nashville. Like I, I yeah. assumed it was it was Yeah, yeah I kind Nashville. of like I yeah. kind of was really like doing a deep dive into that for this project. And the song. And the song really just had well a country thing. And yeah. Amber's always like been into country music yeah. since from the outside in. Was, you know? was there a truck on the album, on the cover art? It was a, it was like a, it was a sob. Oh, Because yeah. it's my friend. <laughs> she's a, she's like a photographer. Yeah. And I saw the photo and I was just like, I, mean, I still, I still, I can't go back and recreate the moment in my mind. But I was like, 
that's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, you know, it's just this sedan parked somewhere. But it just, it had this, I think, you know, it, and credit to her, she's she's amazing. Her name I think I mean, fit the Elena. song so well. I just also yeah. definitely put that, like, like. I think it it had this sense of, like, a kind of, you know, it's like a, a, a car. So I think, I think I was thinking of, like, you know, it has, like, it's like an urban thing, but it was yeah. in this kind of, you know, the desert, empty yeah. desert area. Mm. And it felt like a kind of a metaphor for the music, I guess. Or mm. now I'm just thinking, you know, I'm reconstructing well, to reconstruct the vibe. I think for, just like, I love the vibe. Well, I mean, the vibe's a vibe. Like when you yeah, feel it, yeah, you know. Right, yeah. for, I was, for two people who really, our whole MO is overthinking everything. Yeah. A lot of the good stuff in the band was moments when we just didn't really think about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just like, retweet. I'm finally realizing that in retrospect and trying, and, and now trying to apply that to my life. But yeah. Well, that's actually for people who overthink, that's how you know. If you're overthinking it, that's where there's doubt yeah if you just get it then you just gotta trust that yeah. you know if you're not like buzzing about it like right. or if you are buzzing about it but not yeah, like yeah. ticking about it yeah. um, that's those are two very different feelings yeah yeah True. i, I know like what that. you're talking yeah. about <laughs> lyrically yeah. uh was there a story behind uh like a, like a was there somebody who yeah i mean i think you know with the with the songs and the kind of like the like subjects of the song vocabularies there, I mean, not the words, but like the the, the stories. I, I almost like don't. I don't want to say too much because I feel like it's yeah. even as as like a, a music listen like listener. Well, for that. I, I yeah. like to yeah. to be able to kind of project, you know, my my own kind of stories onto stories the onto the songs. Right. You know, what what I will say, you know, definitely is that all of the emotional stuff is 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 stuff that you know I've gone that we've gone through that we're working through always I think you know it comes from as far as like details and well that's why you, I you asked because it doesn't like, it doesn't matter necessarily like what the actual thing is as much yeah. as that like I yes. I felt it and applied what was yes. happening in my life to those lyrics and yeah. to was there uh like one lyric that either stood out to you while writing it or uh-huh. like um sort of was the the crux of it like yeah. the, the one that opened the song up so I'm pretty sure that the first lyric in that song was the what became the first lyric of the song, which is, if I'm downtown, it's probably half past three, thinking about if you think about me. And I, and I remember that kind of became the same thing with the guitar or this kind of, and I, and I kind of stuck with it because I remember thinking, it's kind of very specific, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why it, it came up. So I'm just gonna like I'm not gonna over I'm not gonna overthink it. Leave it partly because I wasn't really I didn't have any plans for for the song or anything like that. <laughs> and then I think as far as finishing, it was just like well you know, it was late when I wrote it. It was it, I don't know exactly what time it was, but it was <laughs> late you know. And uh, and I think I'm like and then I was kind of like what am, you know what am I thinking about? But and I then there was there like, were a lot there were a lot of verses of that song that that didn't end up in the. You let her go in the thing, Rhoda. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I didn't. <laughs> you, yeah. Um, well, uh, what I like too is just like the little details of like, did you ever kick them cigarettes? Like, right. you know, it's those those questions that you yeah. have when you're out there. Uh, it was all very very yeah. potent, you know. And it just, yeah. um, and it did it did well when it came out, right? With like, was it an immediate like spark or? I think I, I got on yeah. Discover Weekly or something. I think it was one of those things. It was interesting because again, I mean. I don't think we're being disingenuous when we say we didn't really have any specific plans for the song or the band when we first got together. There was a growing sense that we really liked it and it would be fun to keep doing something in that world. Right. And I think that sense found that, you know, the collaboration. Yeah, the form of the collaboration between us. That we wanted to pursue. Yeah. Well, that's something that you guys have been thinking about for a long time. And and it's almost cool that it like 
was what you were hoping it to be. Yeah. You know? And I, I think what happened was like Abner is a, you know, he, he, he's Abner. And <laughs> he, at some point, I think you just decided this is good. And if we're going to do this, like, let me give it a shot. And he did like a little DIY PR campaign, which I think amounts to just like tweeting at people and sending emails to bloggers. Yeah, I, yeah, I basically any, you know, just, I, I like, you know, the music blogs that I read and then I looked up some stuff and I tried to find the, the journalists that, I, you know, who were writing about the music that I liked that I thought might like it. Yeah. And I spent a couple hours a night for a couple months emailing people. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah they used very it. casually throughout. He's like, yeah, yeah, a couple hours a night for months. But it didn't feel lot. like, I think, I, yeah, it was just like, but what I was, you did in I the was excited to do it, you know, yeah. and, I, and I kind of was like, I wanted, yeah. I wanted, but it wasn't on, right. you know, the, the success of the early success or to the extent that there was success of the song was on Spotify, you know, yeah. or, mm-hmm. initially. And what happened was, I think there was, it wasn't on Spotify, it was on SoundCloud, I think at first. Mm-hmm. And there was a blog who basically said, this needs to go up on Spotify because that's what the form we do. So we put it up on Spotify <laughs> so the blog would write about it. Yeah. And I think that was the first or second week of Fresh Finds, which is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. you know, and it sort of, it made it on there, which is, I think there's maybe some investigation we could do into it, but it's sort of a mystery and it's kind of fun that way. And, yeah. you know, um, we, we got someone tweeted at us. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, the woman who created it is an amazing sort of curator person. Athena? And yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. we owe her a lot of gratitude and, um, she was a big supporter of us. Um, and I think what happened was the thing that happened. It kind of, it went viral, you know, and it just skipped to another playlist and, <laughs> and then another, and it was really just, you know, it was sort of out of anyone's hands, I think. Um, and yeah. yeah, we were really, really lucky. It did did really well. And it was sort of like more than anything, I think, um, just a confirmation that, you know, we were on a, some kind of right track and we should do more songs. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it also like, kind of get, you know, gave us like the, be like, oh, yeah, we should. We should do this. Right? It's, 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 val- it's validation yeah. that it is yeah. the, the thing that we're like worth focusing on. I think I'm more of a sort of cautious person than Abner, <laughs> you know, in some ways, you know, maybe not in the important ways, but like in some ways. And for me, I was like, okay, maybe I can, you know, put more energy into this, you know. And I was and like, let's like, burn our lives down. We're in a band now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it was like, it was great. It was great. And I, you know, we just feel really fortunate that anyone heard the song at all, honestly. Yeah, you know. Well, it came at a, a very important time for for us and everything. And that, that is just whenever songs can have that relationship with people that, and I then get to thank them for it. Yeah. That always means a lot to me. That's well, like us too. Such a really. you know. That, that's why we do like make stuff. Even on our like you know most sort of discouraged days, we're like, all right, well, if this song is connecting with somebody for something. Absolutely. You know, because somebody's finding you essentially yeah. every day. You know, yeah. Yeah. like for the first time, which is a crazy. Yeah. thought you know but um so what so after that what was the the like the kind of like follow-up like what was the were, were you guys a little bit nervous about following up or was it i think i think like yeah of course mm-hmm. but also i think we were just like really excited that you know i think we were, were like well that that it seemed like it. we should do more yeah. you know we're like it's not that it's not that we're you know we're trying to convince ourselves maybe it's like no we Seems like we should we should do more because yeah, we, we want to. to do this really fun thing, more. you know. Right. And, uh, like, and I so I think there, you know, we we hadn't stopped kind of working on new songs and stuff. So it was kind of about, I think the first EP for us was about figuring out okay, three thirty kind of could go in a f- some different directions in terms of the influences. Like, so is it is it more pop? Is it is it more kind of country? Is it more whatever? So the EP for us was about kind of triangulating 
this is this is the band. This is the context. Three thirty, you know, exists in. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also just you know what whatever their favorite the, songs that we have right is, now. What is cool though is that like <clears throat> you know like triangulating, sure, but I, I in a lot of ways also expanding on it. Like, yeah. I think, yes. Like, there are plenty of people I know who with a single like three thirty would just make a bunch more three thirties. Whereas I feel like what you guys did was like, okay, well this is sonically where we're at. Yeah. This is lyrically where we're at, but this is not necessarily from a genre standpoint where right. we're at. Like, I think if you were yeah. to listen to like that and dreams next to each other, right. you know, th- there are different songs tied by and different right. styles tied by like sonics and lyricism. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. So. I mean, I think one of the things was a little bit like, how far can we go in that direction? Okay, now how far can we go in that direction before mm-hmm. we leave the world? You know? Right. Yeah. Also, from the first song where it was like the infinite possibilities into the second song, which is like, well, there were clearly certain things that like maybe worked and certain things that work, but we want to explore doing different things. But they kind of set up some kind of boundary or gave us some sort of looking back on what we'd done. Like, okay, so this is kind of the world that we're in now. So it was... I think I think for me it was a challenge to kind of figure out how to not just try and recreate it, but how to like keep doing the band, yeah, like in a convincing was, way that felt like authentic and that felt like you right. know how do you make a sibling not a twin, yeah, or, or a friend or a stranger? Yeah, right? yeah. I think we're kind of still figuring that out. I mean, I think that's like being in a band versus like being a writer or a producer. It's like you kind of have this other thing where you're you're trying to create one thing out of many things, you know, it's like, you have a lot it's, of different it's also songs, harder but it's writing to be you, the band. Yeah. When you're writing with other people coming back and trying to figure out, I mean, on the one hand, you get that experience of trying to write something for a sound. On the other hand, now you have all of this other, this whole other palette yeah. that, that you can use in your stuff. And it's like, well, I, I really want trap hats. Yeah. Right? Totally. I mean, not, not really. But that's course. the thing is you suddenly have yeah. all this, all these other things to draw from. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you almost like miss the days of limitation of like, Oh, this totally. was, yeah. this was a lot easier to do when there was less choice. Well, I, yeah. I also remember David street at BMI had this great analogy, which I think about often. It's like when you're a writer, you're like a, you pr- are producing food. Like you're like a chef, but when you're an artist project is like a restaurant. Like you want yeah. that, the, 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 front facing version of that restaurant to be coherent. Like you don't want to show up to a restaurant. Like it's got tacos, but it's also got sushi. It's also got fettuccine. Like that's not a good restaurant. Like you don't want to go to that restaurant. So like you want something that even if it's diverse, like that it's right. Right. But you also want a diverse menu. Yeah. Yeah. You want a diverse menu, but it it needs to be diverse within like basically like cultural bounds. Like, Oh, like this makes sense to me because it's like grouped by this thing. Or if it it doesn't, it's like very intentional and how it is, how it doesn't do that. But you should try our fettuccine tacos. Fettuccine tacos. Oh, but see, that's man. what I mean. Like that's fusion. Like that's yeah. like that's the thing that people can like. <laughs> right, but you have right. to be very intentional about fusion. Like that place yeah. has got to be a, a, a fettuccine taco. It's got to be a pasta taco place. Yeah. But like that, like but because that's the really taco. easy to understand for people. Like oh, pasta yeah. taco. Like oh, it's like country trap. Right. Like that's the kind of yeah, stuff yeah, that people yeah, like yeah, latch yeah, totally. onto. I'm I'm upset that you said pasta taco twice and not pastaco. Pistaco. See, we already we yeah. this, right. let's table yeah, this let's discussion table this for discussion. another time. We're on, I think we're, I think <laughs> we don't we're, have to. Yeah, you get the best right now. Yeah, yeah. In our right. restaurant. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's we awesome. can be here on it. Yeah. Tell me about dreams. That's that's a song I listen to on repeat. Um, how did that song come to be? It started with the the first. I don't know whatever you would call it. The first verse, the first the pre-chorus that opens the song with no uh, chorus. Uh, the, the, I had a dream that you were waiting for. That kind of. Image, and then I think I kind of brought it to Harper, and was like, I have this kind of idea. It 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 feels kind of, you know, I mean, you know, in my opinion, it feels kind of hooky, but it doesn't totally feel like a chorus. 
Like it's part of the story. So the, the lyrics <laughs> not going to be no help as far as the chorus, you know, the chorus, yeah. because I, I, and so that was one that we really, you know, yeah. you kind of built what ended up being like the chorus right. in a way that I was like really pumped about. Well, I think just coming from like the more like architectural, like, you know, building the track, which in this case, I think like Adam said, was in, was sort of part of building what ended up being the chorus, which is kind of like taking a piece of what ended up being a, it's hard to talk about the form, everyone argues, but taking a piece of what was sort of like a chorus that had four different iterations, which you ended up turning into a pre-chorus. Right, well, because the, the, the chorus is sort of like a, a drop post chorus yeah, right. with the yeah. melody sort of yeah. chopped up. So through. basically it's like, you know, the, the, the pre-choruses are like, I had a dream that fill in the blank and it changes every time. Right. And so there's definitely the sense of it's like this repeating thing, but the song didn't have like an anchor. And so the anchor sort of like, had a dream that, you know, and that was sort of like the anchor of the song. So we turned it into like a pseudo lyric, a pseudo glitch, a pseudo just kind of thing. And I don't even know if it was a performance or something we grabbed from the, I think it was split. It was like, you, was did, a, you did the had a dream that, yeah. you know, you were waiting. And then it was kind of like, we you need, over it. We need one more idea to close this out because the, the melody is cool, but it felt like yeah. there needs to be a, the, the thesis, yeah. you know, so. Anyway, so it was interesting because yeah. a lot of the songs come, the song is first. It's like written on a guitar, yeah. piano, right. and then we just figure out the way to voice it. And this was something, one of the rare ones where it kind of like was a bit of a cyborg or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part, part machine, part, part human. Well, um, what I love about it lyrically, yeah. though, is that like, just especially how in the bridge, it like it ties together really yeah. well. I feel it's just that people have such a hard time writing bridges, especially mm -hmm. bridges that like you couldn't take out of the song yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or bridges that aren't a pre-chorus. I think it was really cool about like, I just love that that lyrical turnaround. I was like, maybe I should have tried a little harder because yeah, now right. I see my dreams instead. Like yeah. that's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like bringing the whole thing together. Yeah. Uh, I think you might have written that in the studio yeah. or something. Yeah, it was one yeah. of those things where like, well, how does this, how does this end or whatever? You, know? you just drop the mic after that. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he like yells at me because you know what that mic is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things I remember about that was that was fun was that one of the things like I feel like about voicing Amra's vocals, like like presenting them, is like they have a lot of. I think I can compliment Admiral because, you know, it's, it doesn't sound too whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. a lot of, like, texture and nuance and detail. And sometimes if you do a lot of the doubles and the stuff, it kind of just railroads the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and some pop vocalists, they're, they're like these superstar bullet train vocalists where it's just like you're getting, you know, pegged by the vocal. And I think with Admiral, it's, it's like he has more nuance, you know, and more kind of like dynamic and, and there's like low mids and there's all this kind of stuff. So I like to leave them open. And that's like with 330, that was sort of like one of the things that we kind of, one of the lessons I took in terms of just like producing the vocals. Is it just Adner singing? Yeah. Or do you guys double at all? Uh, I think there's a couple where I'm doing like a high, high thing. You know, Interesting. Some top air, but. Because um, I, I love what you're saying about the two. We, we actually noticed, because we would, like when we started, I would sing some songs, mm. he would sing some songs. Then we started singing them together, but then realized a little bit towards the end that yeah. sometimes it added something, but sometimes it meant the best parts of both were being yeah. like sort of masked by each other. Mm -hmm. It's cool on, to find that. On yeah. Dream, we did some vocal stacks. Oh yeah. And that yeah. was that was fun. And it gives it a kind of maybe more like a cinematic thing or, or a different yeah. kind of, it's like a hot, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a different feel. Well, the motion of it is in, like is incredible. Like I think you guys do a really good job even in like in, in the, 
both the writing just sort of pulling like how it pulls yeah. throughout, mm. but also how in the production you're always adding these elements that just when you think like you know you can't like have that subdivision or have that sort of motion, yeah. they're yeah. just you get that little extra. The you know, the Tom comes in stuff. or like little, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, I was really listening. Like there was one time I was listening to it, like how you built on that motion because the I think alone just guitar, whatever the the lyrics would be able to pull it anyway, and just making that not feel slow yeah. is, is even the is probably like yeah. the bigger challenge there's a more like poptastic stuff in that than a lot of the other stuff and it was fun it was a fun one to do i think yeah you know and that hopefully that's maybe what comes through in it you know some of the other songs might be a bit sort of like there might be some melodrama nostalgia sadness darkness there's none know? of that in dream but yeah it belongs it belongs on uh, no yeah. it's like i want to i want to dance but i also want to cry yeah. 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 Like, yeah. for yeah. us that was yeah. our like top right. down driving fast song but for other people it would be their like super yeah. you know so sad it just it just gets so like lodged in your head but also when you listen to the lyrics it's fun when you're listening yeah and then when you actually like read what's happening you're like oh well that also breaks my fucking heart like all right yeah. cool yeah. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, no. Am I correct in saying that Taylor Swift is a fan? <laughs> I mean, a- apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. Apparently, yeah. And that was uh, your favorite song? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that, yeah, that, I, <laughs> I saw her in 2010 two nights in a row on the Speak Now tour. Oh, nice. So that was a big, that was a real, <laughs> That was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I that was kind of one of those things where I'm just like, well, I guess, you know, it's gravy or whatever the rest. You know, it was like <laughs> that was the, that was kind of for sure. That she's yeah. yeah. There's hard to yeah. Talk. You're, yeah. You said you're, you're, you're starstruck just... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. No, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> For context, for people listening, uh, your favorite song wound up on her playlist yeah. on uh, on like on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Um, you put your favorite lyric, though, from that song. Yeah. What uh, What is about that lyric? What's the lyric and what is it about that lyric? That so the like? lyric is, if you hear this somewhere, I wrote you a verse. from the second, the last kind of chorus of that song, which is a little bit changed. And for me, I think, I mean, I, I you know, I, I haven't really, it's not like I, I'm, I've always been like, that's my favorite, you know, 80, 90 lyrics, just when you, when you ask me, I try to be like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that one is like, at the end of the day, that's kind of the point. Not, not, not the point, no. but it's like, ex, you know, it's like expressing your, you know, emotional, feel, you know, your feelings for people and experiences and the kind of the hope that it connects with them and sometimes with that you know specific person well and that's the thing is that like when you write like it is sort of a time capsule and sort of but also in a way it's kind of like a message in a bottle like yeah on the one hand i'm writing this thing about this person hoping that somebody else will like it like that a bunch of people will connect with it at least justify the shitty thing that happened yeah, you know, it's like 100%. If, if people can have like a positive experience, then like this failed relationship wasn't for nothing. Yeah. Like it yeah. had a positivity. But on the other side, I kind of want her to hear it too. Like, yeah, just, yeah, hundred uh, like, percent. You know, said it better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I say it feeling what you're putting yeah. out. Like I, mm. like I, I say it yeah. knowing what those songs. Well, tell me about Ten K Summer Nights because that's that's uh, that, the song I've been bumping to cool. the last like yeah. since it since it's come out. Yeah. It's it's sad, but it's also kind of sweet. Yeah, you know. W- one of the things like with Ten K Summer Nights that was fun, I think, was like you know I think when you compare it for us when we were thinking about like you know wh- where do we want to go, what do we want to 
do next. It was like a lot of the stuff on um, like Elizabeth, our first EP and the favorite mm-hmm. song was very kind of, you know, intimate and personal uh, feeling like the, the songs and you listen to them, they, they at least for me, when I put them on small spaces. small spaces, whatever. And it would like be fun to kind of do the opposite, do like the uh, more of like a widescreen kind of cinematic kind of feeling like a, small indie movie like mm-hmm. um, something where they with like you know sleeping uh, score and yeah, yeah exactly and they, they, you know and so I think you know building the song sonically bringing a real you know a, a kind of a real drummer and some of the going from you know will you be my heartbreaker tonight to tonight to like 10,000 summer nights is kind of a, yeah. just a way to kind of say like the you know I, I think like for me that was like so so affecting about like you know Romeo and Juliet or Titanic. It's mm-hmm. like the kind of the smallness yeah, in the context of the bigness and how the small things between, you know, you and a person can feel like the biggest thing in the whole world, you know? And so it's kind of, I think, using the, this, the way we built the song is, is like a metaphor for that kind of trying to make it yeah. feel mm. as big as it feels, even though it's like about, you know, two people. Yeah. Well, what's so. cool is even just how it opens, you yeah. know, you, it has almost like the theme first just coming in yeah. on that on that high like sort of distant like mm-hmm. almost haunting but the first verse too is also it tells this the story like with a lot of detail and a lot of like it's very visceral just from the jump so that when it gets to the chorus and you know you're describing like in this sort of poetic way like you know like eyes blue as the sky like the whole the whole thing and when it gets to that like the final like it should be you and me 10k summer night like 10,000 summer nights yeah like there's suddenly this hugeness to the whole thing this vastness of the whole thing whereas and then in the verses you're like very specifically in a space which I think is cool I think (laughs) thanks I think it translates I think it translates yeah yeah, yeah. this is amazing this is yeah thank you (laughs) yeah no I mean it's it's so like it's so cool of you to like listen to this music and you know in the way that you have and I mean you're Super insightful about it. I feel like I, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to add. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, what I'm curious about is yeah. uh, where, like, where you broke the song. Uh, like, what came to you first? Mm-hmm. Like, what was sort of inspiring it? Yeah. Is there somebody that you you got regrets? Like, where's where's the whole? Nah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any of those. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, I think there were a couple important moments actually with the with the song as far as the writing and then and then actually the the production with the writing. It was the chorus first because it's. I think it's. It's like easier to think about things that way or yeah. something than it is to think about, you know, just like subconsciously or whatever. Right, it's kind right. of that's like an easier emotion to live in for a while than thinking about, you know, well, why is that not? <laughs> why is that not the deal? Right. You know. And so it took a few, a few just versions of saying what is, you know, what's the you know, what's this, this story here? And like, how do I really, how do I really feel? Like, what is this, why did this kind of come up? The other important, you know, part of the song was was really in the production. I mean, I think it was, it was the first song where we had drums on, like real live oh, drums cool. on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which was fun. You know, and I think like, it also, it also uh, created. Um, an amazing drummer. I'm going to give a shout out, Charlie Culbert, cool. who uh, does a lot of work at the studio that we're in too. And he's just like, he's a, he's a killer producer and drummer. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, and he, Always got a shot the young, yeah. frighteningly talented. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, he's the best. Um, Love you, Charlie. Yeah. He's on a, a really great tour right now. He's going to do good things. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know, I think it's like, it was all about, it was funny. It was like this phase we must have been in about trying to make things bigger and more spacious. And it was like that and the more recent song we did, mm-hmm. both sort of like, 
we're trying to just make this bigger, grander, more bandy statement, I think. And, you know, in retrospect, it was a tough song to like figure out production wise. And it was like one of those things where it wasn't, it didn't have that right openness and that sort of, you guys know, cause like most of the stuff we do, we're creating the percussion in a small right. room or we're using, you know, programming stuff. And sometimes it's just like, that's a big question I often have is when do you have to bring in like the big guns and record a piano and go yeah. to the studio and get the, and record drums. And this is one of those moments where we kind of just were like, we just got to like do drums, you know, like there's no other way of solution here. That's going to really feel right. Right. And I mean, maybe there probably was, but we couldn't think of <laughs> we it. We couldn't think of it. Yeah. Well, so it's one of those things too. It's just like, you just, we get the, we get the real stuff when we want like a level of chaos. Yeah. Like we want yeah. like, yes. you know, yes. for him to maybe exactly. accidentally go off a little bit. Exactly. So you get the pocket or like and you're playing the piano and you get the slide or yeah. yeah. And that's exactly 100%. what we got is yeah. a level of chaos. And in fact, what happened, I mean, I think it might be good to talk about the mixing of it too. Yeah, sure. Like what happened with this one for, so we've, I think we mixed everything up until that song. Mm -hmm. And what happened was with this one is we got a mix, we got the drums in, we got a mix. It felt big and it felt really good, but it didn't sound very good. Interesting. To, you know, to me, to uh, like, it was one of those things where it's the rough thing where you do a rough mix and you're like, anything I do to make this sound better makes it feel worse. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like, we, we sort of were like, got into this thing where it was like, we were just very attached to everything about it, but weren't ready to put it out. <laughs> we basically dumped it on the lap of a really talented uh, neighbor, a kind of friend of mine, this guy, Andrew Mowry, who's like a really great mixing engineer. And um, we and, you know, to his credit, he was like, yeah, this feels really good, but doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't sound great. You know, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> He was nicer than he that. He was nicer than that. No, 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 he, he's the man. But, like, yeah. that's what I came to him with. I was like, this feels good. And he was like, yeah. And it was, it's one of the hardest jobs as a, to give a mixing engineer, you know, which is sort of like, we're really attached to the way this feels. No, change but everything. It to sound completely different. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, he, and he did it. He did you it. Know, it was like, it just felt bet a little better. And it sounded a lot better. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was just yeah, like, yeah. It, it felt the way we wanted it to feel, but a little better. And it sounded a lot better. And, you know, it just, it was a good lesson, you know, as people who can do it ourselves. I think, so, and that's like the collaboration out here in LA. Yeah. You don't have to. And like, and sometimes, sometimes it's better if you don't, yeah. you know? Well, that's what we learned coming out here to, yeah. you know, to begin with was just sort of, we were doing everything in our, from yeah. the dorm to like our apartment in yeah. Boston. But then coming out here where everybody wants to collaborate, where we could, and there was a little bit of that in Boston where we could call up like a trumpet player, call up whatever. But here it's like, all right, well, we could struggle with this for eight hours or we could give it to our roommate who's an incredible right. mixing mastering guy. Yeah. And he can make it sound better than we could yeah. after eight hours. Right. At a certain point, yeah. it's like. And I, I think for us, it's like, I think it's just, you realize in so many things, like, creative endeavors, it's not about better or worse. It's about making a choice that's right for the thing, you know? And it it was like, in some instances, like I'm really glad we mixed it ourselves. Like yeah. there's something about it that just feels like we're so close to it that you want that. And then in this case, it might've been because we wanted to be bigger. Like we wanted <laughs> yeah. to like reach beyond a duo or something. There was something intrinsic mm -hmm. about right, the song. Right, it's interesting, it was like, I didn't think about it. was that, like, we don't have want a, it to sound bigger. You so. know, a four piece band, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but we do have collaborators. Yeah. Like, Charlie, you know, and like Andrew and yeah. like it, it almost like just the song was just like, we need more people involved. This isn't going to feel big. This is going to feel big. It's got to be bigger cast. You yeah. Know? yeah, it was, it was interesting. Do you guys play live too? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you have a drummer when you play live? Charlie, yeah. you know, yeah. more recently. Yeah. So that's the thing. We just played our first show. Oh, cool. Congrats, in three man. years. 
yeah. with a drummer. Yeah. Oh. And our like a most immediate reaction is like, why didn't we? Like, why did it take us as long to get yeah. it? Yeah. 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 All right. So I have I I have an I'm gonna give an unsolicited like spiel on Please. live drummers yes. and also live bass players. I think that you know if you're playing in clubs or 250 cap rooms or rooms where the stage volume is really the show. Yeah. Like where the audience is close, like not not at MSG, like where the audience is close enough to the stage to hear the volume on stage. Mm-hmm. There is a huge difference between stuff that's piped to the speakers and stuff that you're hearing on the stage. Huge difference. Huge difference. And it's like for us, so you know, drums were always we knew it would be important for touring and shows and stuff, and and uh, just just because we had that just like gut about it. Mm-hmm. It's like what's the thing at a live show that makes it a live show? At a club, it's the drums on the stage. They give it that space, right? And the other thing was was bass actually too, like a lot of the and guitar, like, like coming know, it from the amps, from the amps, yeah. like on stage, it gives it a dimensionality, it gives it like a feeling of being there that doesn't come from the mains, no matter how much you know how big they are, how many subs there are, like whatever. It's just it's different spatially, I think. And so, yeah, so that was important, and uh, we also we don't have a bass player these days, but should I share the trick? Totally. I guess I have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so a lot of songs don't actually have live bass. Um, they have like a Juno or it's like a right. you know, 808 or whatever. But I always just felt like there should just be bass when you go see a show. There should be a bass amp on stage for bass. <laughs> so for any of the tunes that didn't have bass, I played the super simple bass parts, you know, try to make sure they like worked with all the other stuff. And we feed it from a mono output of the SPDSX into an amp on stage. Oh, oh. that's awesome. And it's pretty great. Yeah, like it, it makes a difference. It's fun. You, you feel it on stage. You don't need a, you don't need the bass to be pumped through the monitor and that creates problems. Anyway, so that that's sort of been. Yeah, we either will have like the sub running through a track mm-hmm. yeah. or I'll have a, a keyboard with a sine wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just direct, going directly into um, like the monitors yeah. into the speakers and stuff. Um, but one of the things we miss with that is all the like cool because no like on the actual tracks so is like crazy yeah like Rickenbacker <laughs> yeah always um, the Rickenbacker like, you know sampled obviously but really cool bass parts yeah. that I feel like are are oftentimes sometimes missed in the live set so run them into an amp yeah hey we'll uh, we'll, we'll trade yeah. secrets uh, totally. <laughs> Yeah, I think we got to help each other out with the live show stuff because it's complicated. It's hard doing two of us. It's like making sure that the duo thing is still interesting for people. Yeah. So it's, but also having like a band sound. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it is challenging. I I mean, it's like a lot of stuff we grew up listening to was just bands. And I think I, I've always felt like the live show doesn't have to be like the studio environment. Like you just do the thing that's the most fun. It's like you're, you know, you're, you're like adapting a movie into a play or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. So, so you want to keep the, the core, but sometimes you to keep the core, you have to change some fundamental stuff. Right. You can't get it. the close Weirdly. up. You can't get. Yeah. The, so yeah. you have to change Inserts. other things, so it still feels like there's a close up. It's yeah. not like yeah. you just skip it. You kind of have to replace yeah. it with something that might sound way more different than if you just tried to replicate it, but feels more similar or yeah. something. So yeah. You try to think about. That's what that's what live drums do to yeah. to right. songs. Even, like, even like, accenting too. stuff. We, would, so we wouldn't cool. want live drums on all of these songs, right. like in the record, but like live like that experience of like here's some high frequency here's some low frequency right. here's this thing like yeah. that's like live drums just give you that experience that yeah it's like primary yeah, experience of it. you just can't replace the experience of seeing people play music yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well that's the thing we could do all these cool things with our spds and yeah, like everything yeah, yeah, like that yeah. but at the end of the day 
people want to see a performance, you know, yeah. and, and especially like the more complicated we make our live set, the more boring it is to watch. Yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah. like so the we're more just, like, up there fiddling, like with not like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, we, we, we got to the place where I was like, I, you know, I don't have to do anything but play the acoustic guitar. And then I was like, do I? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, in dream and stuff, when we do a live, the rhythm acoustic is just in the track now yeah. because it's more fun yeah. for me to, to not well, have to deal. It's well, about like not making decisions based on conceptually what seems like you need to do, but like what really feels right. So it was sort of like, we need drums on everything live right. when, when there's those drum moments on stuff and it would be great to have bass. And, but you know what, when we put the acoustic guitar in the track, it feels weird conceptually, but in the moment, it works, you know? <laughs> so you just like do the thing that works, you know? Well, and then, yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know, I feel like, because how, how long you guys have been playing live? Like since you started? Yeah, pretty, you know, a few, like I would say like a few months after, you know. It's it's like building a house on top of a house. Yeah. Like it, in a lot of ways, like there, when we started, we were broke as hell. We yeah. needed to fit our setup for a show into an yep. Uber pool. Yep. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to afford to play the show. Yeah. So all of our stuff was like very compacted, very yeah. like um, what it was necessary versus now like, okay, what do we want? How yeah, should it sure. sound? What is this doing? What's that doing? And it's like when, trying to rebuild over that structure. Totally. I'm a huge fan of like, don't commit to doing stuff that that is like too expensive or not fun or so complicated you'd never do it again. Like at each stage, it's always been about like sustainability. Like what, mm -hmm. what are we gonna be pumped to do like a hundred times? Because I think in music, anything that's worth doing, it's like you're gonna want to, you're gonna have to do it a hundred times. You if know you're lucky, I mean? if you're lucky, yeah. If but you're that, lucky, you're gonna have to be, do it for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, right. that should be the goal. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like you don't want the production process to be su such like a headache or so expensive that it's like you only do it once. You know, like you want to be able to do something where you can say, let's go back yeah. and do it again, and that's been a big yeah. part of like how we. Kind of build everything. And it's like you said, it's like we want our set to fit in the back of the car if we're going right. you know, go on tour. Well, at the end of the day, too, it's also about having fun. Exactly. You, know, you want like to leave so room for that. Technical stuff that yeah. we're sweating yes. and trying to remember totally. like every part. like Because that's all the, the people there want yeah. to do, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't they don't want to see uh, us like, you know, being like, oh, shit, I forgot the yeah. configuration of this pad yeah, or whatever. Totally. Like, yeah. they no, want to just simple. Like, don't make your life complicated except for when you absolutely need to and it's the only way to achieve the emotional result that you want. Right. You know, then sometimes you, you do because it's worth it, but you have to really be careful when you're about to make something complicated for yourself or expensive. Or, well, and we've all been in bands, so we, right. we could go hard if we wanted. Yeah. We, we, our comfort is knowing that if like everything shut off, if there was yeah. a blackout on stage, we'd still be able to play the show. Play songs. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. Well, that, that also, yeah. I feel like that mentality keeps your songwriting honest too. Yeah. 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 Right. Totally. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the question round? Yeah. So. First question is, what are your phone backgrounds? Your girlfriend. Okay. I mean, that's that's a classic. That's, nice, that's right. amazing. Mine is actually. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying oh. to. I'm trying to remember where I took this, but it's just like one of those kind of, in retrospect, like embarrassing artsy nature photos that I must have thought was really good at the time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's just, just like a bush. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a bush. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, what are your uh, non-musical hobbies? Uh, like photography. I, you know, I guess, yeah, and 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 then the, the you know the visual stuff for for the band. I'm one of those people that probably like tweaks the website layout more than <laughs> more than is required. Yeah. <laughs> Do you take the cover photo for the single before 10K? Got your message, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The that was just that's another kind of um, source photo from a friend who's a photographer that we just really love. 10K, same thing. That's kind of how how we do it. For me, I'm always like, it's it's almost like I pretend 
there when we talk about you know collaborating in sessions I'm like well I have I have you know friends who this is like what they do and I love seeing like photos they took that you know they're kind of passionate about and I'll I'll ask them like here's a song like do you have anything oh, that cool. if, if you'd be willing you know his to- name's Zachary Deloach he's great for, yeah, yeah. For, for, for got, uh, your message. got your message. Oh, and then 10K yeah. is a funny name to Rid, Rid Berman. And he just, I sent him the sign. He was he was like, yeah, I think I have this photo. And he sent it to me for both of them. And I was just like, yep, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the photo for 10K Summer Nights. It's it's captures the whole thing really well. Yeah. This is like really sad. I'm having trouble thinking of a non-musical hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think partly it's because they're, it's it's sort of like, well... There's elements of it that feel more like work and more like fun. Sure. Mm. You know what I mean? But when you're not in the, yeah, in the yeah. studio, when you're yeah, not yeah, making yeah. No, stuff. No, yeah. Um, you know, partly what it is, they're sort of outdoorsy and I just don't get a chance, you know, <laughs> hiking. Yeah. You know, I used to be a snowboarder when I was in high school. But, oh. um, you know, it's tough. It's expensive and it's tough to get out of the city. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like for, for doing that kind of thing. But um, I used to hike in Bear Mountain. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like getting outdoors, you know. Wish I, there's more of that. Yeah, in, in New York, it's hard. Like, That's, people don't, don't, especially if you're in the city. Yeah, we, we you know, we don't have a car, so. Yeah. It's like, you're kind of, like, doing the best you can. I, I kind of said that. I don't remember the con- what the context was exactly, but in conversation to someone who, in earnest, said, oh, well, there's, you know, there's a tree-lined street kind of near your, <laughs> near your apartment. I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that <Thanks."> works. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, if you ever got go up to Dobbs Ferry in my hometown, a yeah. lot of nice little parks. Nice cool. little, we, we used to hang in the woods a lot. Yeah. Like, what, Central Park's not enough nature for you? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Central right. Park. You got Central yeah. Park. You got Central Park. No, that's great. Yeah, Madison it Square. Madison <laughs> Square. Yeah, yeah right. I'm thinking it's like, it, it, it's, it's sad. It's like when I'm out of the studio, I used to play jazz guitar. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I'll like learn a standard, you know, but it's like, <laughs> it's just like nothing to do with anything normally what I do, but it's sort of like a nerdy. I feel that though. I, I broke open a, a, a beginner's lesson in Bach book yeah. the, the other, like oh a couple, God. couple it's weeks, so months sad. ago in, in Knoxville. Yeah. And I was just like, opened it up. I'm like, it was just a but totally different part of my brain. Yeah. Like it, it felt like non-music, like it's not like, 100%. Yeah. it felt like a different You're thing. Like, right. Oh, I'm finally out of, you know, it studio. felt like a break There's, from the yeah, stuff I'm that I'm normally doing. Like, oh my God, come on. Get we, we do trivia <laughs> weekly. Like it's, it's guessing, oh, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we yeah, are, right. we are, uh, tr- like I, I, I like that part of my brain. Just like having to, cause I do, uh, I bike uh, every day and I also oh, do crosswords oh, every day. Nice. So it's like, those are a little yeah, yeah. percolating. Are, that's cool. Um, yeah. Just, I feel like, especially when it comes to lyric writing, like outside of living your, your life yeah. and interacting with people and yeah. getting your heart broken and, yeah. or worse, being happy. Right. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> and all the fears that come more around that. More stressful, right? Yeah. yeah, it's more stressful being happy. You have to sustain that. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. At least when you're sad, into that. it yeah. sustains itself, yeah. you know? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Th- things that just, like, make me have to, like, recall stuff yeah feels like a separate skill but also mm. feels like related it's related yeah. because i need to remember the thing that so and so said to me i need mm-hmm. to remember that but i also yeah. need to know uh like uh, you know how much money the blues brothers made right. uh, when it came out uh for sure yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's really that's funny fine. That's fine. uh do you have any skills that you would like to have or skills that you wish you had like woodworking. Yeah, no, I, I wish, honestly, I I wish uh, that I was like a better athlete. Ooh. Like, 
just because, well, for a, for a lot of reasons, I feel like yeah. my life just would have been better if I could throw a football, you know? But, um, uh, but yeah, I just like, just really get really jealous of people who are just like, you know, intuitively just seem to know how to, how to do it. Mm. Yeah. This is cheating, but it's like, I, I have aspirations of being like a chill person. <laughs> it's like a life goal. I'm like, I want to be one of those people who are people are like, yeah, he's like, he's pretty chill, you know? That's, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. a skill. No, that's, I, like that, that answers be. the question, though. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, I'm out. I, yeah, I have to go. <laughs> 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 it's uh, like, like, like a, a sh- shooting star, please let yeah, me have right. 10% more chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, which fictional universe would you like to live in? Man, is it like really messed up to say Blade Runner? No, that's awesome. No, that's, that's a, a great answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> it's, it just seems like a horrible place to live, but like, I don't just, it's compelling Not if you have money. Me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Tyrell. Not if you're a yeah. replicant. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Isn't, I mean, it seems like an iffy, an iffy, iffy them universe them to be a, a replicant. They seem like they're having fun. It's cool. <laughs> getting hunted down. Oh, getting hunted down. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're running. I think I remember growing up and, and the first time I heard, um, this is, I know this is not supposed to be musical related, but the first time I heard Definitely Maybe, the Oasis album. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I want to live there. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, it felt like it felt like that was, they created a fictional, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, in retrospect, actually, that I really would have wanted to live there, you know, but, but that was, that was a very, huh. that was a, that's, that's interesting. Well, that's how I felt about the Cody and Cambria, like, like comic book, like all of the records were based off of this comic that the lead singer had made. Oh, wow, that's it was weird. really, to me, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like this like space thing, yeah. but also yeah. a writer who yeah. was gone crazy. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think it's cool. like on some level, I think a, a lot of us like the sort of world building quality of making music, and especially yeah. in a band. I mean, that's one of the fun things about a, you know, a band is like you you get to you get to build something bigger than a song. Yeah, yeah series or something. Lord yeah. Huron says about at least one of the records that it's like set in a world. I don't think he says it's a concept album, but I love that band. And I always feel like yeah. that's part of why I love them is like just such a strong sense of place. Yeah. 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 Sonic feels like, like they have rules yeah. of their own. Yeah, you know? exactly. I they think... can kind of get away with anything because you just like want to be there, you know? Yeah. Like, well, one of the things that we've kind of ta- we've kind of talked about a little bit, I think, is like not doing any anything like literal like that with this stuff, but it's almost like building out the neighborhood than the town and this song is like maybe happening on this street and this song is happening you know it's like a little over there but it's yeah, like what you're saying it's yeah. one of the fun the fun parts about it is well to, to that degree of, yeah. I almost feel like Forever Forever goes a concept album yeah like you don't oh, yeah. necessarily think of it like that but yeah. he's he is but you get the concept after you listen to yeah it. he's yeah. going from <laughs> sad guy in the woods to Bon Iver yeah, like yeah at the yeah. end he's yeah. sort of yeah yeah resigning you know yeah. yeah well yeah and i think he even talk he talks a lot about how he he thinks songs and places should have this connection yeah. I mean, well, the holocene the whole album, second album right it's, it's like, like a yeah yeah well and these will just be places to me now yeah like he's right. you know yeah. the idea of like we we signed all this meaning to stuff and right that the third album is almost trying to strip that away yeah you know yeah and like a cool cool set of Place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say your superpower is? I can tell you. I can. I can say okay, yours. You can okay. say mine. Okay. How about that? That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 You know, for for me, one of the things that's been the coolest thing about cl- this collaboration, you know, with Harper, is that I feel like he he like has this ability to drag the most abstract kind of emotional concept out of the ether 
into re- into like reality make and make it make it something real and like reality is something that i i have like a, i think like a much less uh grounded relationship mm-hmm. to you know i remember for a favorite song i was like i want the you know i think the production you know we have to be talking about it should sound should feel like i'm like sitting on on a bed kind of playing the song and maybe it's kind of raining outside so so we we co-produce right. <laughs> you know? and he was like oh, okay and you know i for me i was like yes that <laughs> exactly and so i feel like that for me that's that would that's our superpower yeah, yeah. i think Ab- abner is is that he it seems to me that he you have always known who you are Ooh. i think that that's it you know and i think yeah. i think the emotional truth of who you are what when the you know the idea or the the image of who you are maybe changes. There's always been an underlying emotional truth that you've lived by and never questioned, you know? And I think that it just allows you to kind of move forward in interesting directions. Yeah, that's no small thing. You know? I mean, I, I'm often confused about who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and 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 it can sort of lead you to, you know, explore things and ask interesting questions. But it, it does feel like sometimes... It is a superpower to know who you are. Yeah, I, I, you know? I feel like I'm stuck on the train. Like, I'm just like, oh, shit, all right, we're doing this. Like, <laughs> and I, I feel like, oh, I want to, ch- oh, no, you can't change. He's, he's here. Yeah, I, I feel like he, I could be anyone if you give me a week and a half to <laughs> figure it out. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, amazing. Like, that's every also du- a superpower. Yeah. Every duo is the same duo. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, 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 that's funny. <laughs> all right, now the most important question, most important question. of Talking Lion. Yeah. Would you be a pirate? There's this, like, I would be a pirate in the way that the Steve Malkmus song, I don't know if you've ever heard it, he sings a song about pirates. Those pirates, the, the lead singer Pavement, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I think, yeah. That I kind of pirate. Right. I was going to say, like, Pirates of the Caribbean pirate or, like, Pirate Time pirate? Pirate Time pirate. Nah. That's pretty no, dark. Well, sort of, we, we <laughs> go back and forth. Dark. Pirates of the Caribbean pirate, sort of. No, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, you're talking, like, not. it's not a glorified version of a pirate. Right. We're, like, realistically, you're a human being living right. in that time. Like, would you work for the East India Trading Company or, like, given the opportunity oh, in that world, no. like, would you, like... No, sorry, sorry, that's the foil to being a pirate. Like, like that's, like, a straight-laced job in that time. Yeah, would you be a suit, so to speak, or would you... Or would you just be a rebelled? fisherman? Like, I don't want to be a criminal in this world. Like, that's sort of the thing we're playing with. Okay. So, okay, so here's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contextualize my answer. <laughs> I don't have... I don't think I have the, the proper historical background to give you, the, like, the nuanced <laughs> response that this question... No, that, that that's I can tell there's a, honest, there's like a, There are a lot of different ways to answer <laughs> that. I think the fact that we're all here, you know, doing this suggests that there's, you know, that there's something about us that we're not necessarily drawn to the totally straight-laced thing. That being said, the amount of, you know, cruelty and danger that would actually be involved in being a real pirate, I would I would probably not be <laughs> not be down with. Either one. Yeah, I, I just feel like I feel I, like yeah, in, that, in, 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 in summary, yeah. Love's rebellion does not want cruelty and danger. That's that's basically that's, my position on pirate piracy. Yeah. yeah. Mine's that's, like give me a little cruelty and danger. Yeah. <laughs> a little. No, Nate thinks he can beat the system. Nate thinks he would be the best pirate. Right. Yeah. Nice he's, pirate. he's this has been said on the record many I, a time. He's he would be the nice pirate that nice doesn't pirate. hurt anyone. Right. Yeah, well, but yeah, it, yeah. The nice pirate still might not be a dude you want to meet, you know. No, I would still fuck up the bad people. Yeah, right. right. Like I got no problem, but I would do it. Like I, I would do it. Like, it's like, like a, a Batman I, pirate. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be like Batman. You know, but like if Batman didn't mind like cutting off digits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That's wow. yeah. all right. Cool. 
I respect that. He doesn't kill, <laughs> just gets rid of your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's kind of a pirate. Yeah. Batman is kind of a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Batman definitely maims people. Like, I was going to say, yeah. there like, are some fingers. I don't know yeah. if I'm with Batman morally yeah, a lot of this. No. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Batman's like, I will not kill somebody, but I'll, per- I'll paralyze them for life. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Yeah, Batman's got some weird... Yeah, he's like, yeah. I refuse to kill this person, just yeah. like they're a vegetable. I don't yeah. care, I didn't kill them. Well, it's really, <laughs> you know, the pirate thing, It's I think we, we just like, we just make things into cartoons immediately mm-hmm. in our minds. Yeah. We're like, pirates, the cartoon, it's like, but the real version of stuff, there's a lot of real versions of stuff that wouldn't be very fun, yeah. you know? The, but the cartoon version sounds like it might be fun. You you really both of you really grasp the ethos of why we keep asking this cool. question Amazing. on the podcast, and I really appreciate cool. that. Okay, cool. cool. I feel like you might just know, like, learn more about someone based on how they take the ans- how they take the question, yeah. and how they answer it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you would you be a pirate? No, I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm of I'm of the mindset that it would just be it would just I just don't want to. Because yeah. that's the thing. It's like in order to maintain power in a pirate world, like you have to show a lot of aggression. And you yeah. would have to like do a yeah. lot of stuff. Like, and I just I don't want to yeah. mess with that. I'd rather yeah. just yeah. like yeah. So you can be the captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My first mate. Also, <laughs> no, I just don't want to be a pirate. I don't yeah, like right? sailing. I, like it's just yeah, like it's, it's fun in sailing. theory, but yeah, that's yeah. not really my vibe. I like sailing. Yeah, <laughs> I want a boat. I want a big boat. <laughs> sailing line. <laughs> what do you? Either you have tattoos? No. No. What would your first tattoos be? If you gun to your head, you have to get a tattoo right now. What's that tattoo what? shops actually work? If you walk in, yeah. they hold it. They hold the gun to your head. Well, oh, I. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. You could also just the be like, "This is something is I've thought like about this getting." Is like the tattoo Abner would get if he had like any inclination of getting a tattoo. But yeah. I think I should get like a sleeve dragon tattoo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, just like as big as possible. <laughs> yeah. Just as like, you know, badass as possible. Yeah. Just a giant dragon. <laughs> What's funny <laughs> is that we were looking at each other and we're like. We're on the same page, right? And I was gonna be like, yeah, maybe I get like a small eighty, and he get a small ninety, and he's just like dragon sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, or like the, or like you the guys were trying to play gin rummy, and you guys were just like not on the same page. <laughs> right. yeah. I know. I I, I I recognize that. That was like, I don't think I'm looking at you. You think I don't think we're on the same page? Yeah. Um, yeah. I never asked how the name came about. So. <laughs> yeah the, well there's like yeah the, the name i think came came about because first, of first all, and foremost you know we we wanted i think we, we wanted a name that didn't immediately like box us into a specific genre sure you know i think we kind of wanted something that we could like it was grow early. into it was yeah. early and also we wanted the kind of flexibility to to to, to 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 kind of develop we could grow into it and then we just kind of you know cycled through through a lot of a lot of stuff and it's kind of like going to be maybe one of those annoying answers where I don't know if I want to actually because people like well have a lot of guesses and I really like all the things sure. that people and a lot of times they, they just kind of think oh it's like oh it's like you know decades of, of you know, music. music or it's like oh it's like speeds limits or someone's like oh there's the highway called the the 8090 that runs through like you know my state and I thought that was so and we're just like mm-hmm. we're cool with all yeah. of them so it's far so feel the need to clarify specifically yeah. and it's numbers so there's something a little bit sort of but it's also we spell it out so there's right, some kind right. of like you know I, I think it's just trying to allow it to be a container I like I like the, the mystery of it I, I feel sort of in our name yeah the reasons for it were really important to like right. the sort of ethos of it yeah like um, but I've always liked 
when people don't know where it comes from and yeah. they think it's like this or that. Or yeah, because they, they cause, participate. Cause, yeah, and also the name takes on more than yeah. where, where it comes from. Yeah. Like it, it becomes, it, it can it can become this other thing right. regardless of like how it got there. Yeah, I think even in the beginning we had this sort of like the 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 sort of inkling that we might get to a place where whatever we thought the band was now it wasn't. What was your first concert? Everclear. I my babysitter took me to the Melancholy Infinite Sadness tour, the Smashing Pumpkins tour. Mm. It was like a six hour show. Garbage wow. was the opening act. To, to, wow. Okay. She, yeah, she was like one of those cool babysitters. Yeah, she's yeah. Not too young. Yeah. yeah. That that just seems like the babysitter wanted to go to that show yeah. and drag <laughs> yeah. you along. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. 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 It feels like the opposite yeah, of what a babysitter should. I saw a lot of conscious that you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, gar- yeah, garbage just smashing pumpkins would be. I think it so might have been the cool. loudest show I've ever been to. Oh, like wow. to this day. Yeah, it was <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it was. It was a total. Yeah, it was an experience. What are your go-to karaoke songs? I've never done karaoke before. What? Yeah. So is that what we're doing later? Or what? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Trying to think what it would oh, like. I'm like. Have you ever done? Like once at a birthday party. I was really drunk though. I, <laughs> I honestly, it's one of the only times I can say I don't. It was a seven year old's birthday party. He was blasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a long time ago. So Thanks. it was probably. Well, I'm like, what would it be? Yeah. yeah. What would I, what would it, what would it be? It would, it would probably have way more to do with like living out a fantasy of like fronting a certain band yeah. than being like, Good. What do people like want to hear me sing? Or like, what would sound <laughs> That's the appeal good? of karaoke. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. Exactly. So I would probably just like, you know, and like shout Mr. Brightside like a hundred times. That's a great one. That's that's yeah. definitely one, one of mine. Yeah, yeah. I would like love to sing the Black Parade too yeah. because oh, I yeah. would not be able to do it. But like all that, the epicness at the end, you know, like yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably do like a Green Day song or something. something uh, that's great yeah. though. I mean, Holiday would cr- like crush. Yeah. 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 No, but I would be, I would, I would be like, I would think it would be a good idea to pick something from like Insomniac. Yeah. <laughs> and then people would be like, something that what? no one knows. Yeah, I'd like, They'd be like, oh, they have, they have like, you know, they have uh, this song in the book. Stink <laughs> breath on the thing. Let's do that. And people are like, why? What are you doing? Or you play Time of Your Life and you look back and everybody's slow dancing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your favorite movie, book, and TV shows, respectively? Really like uh, that movie Magnolia by mm. P.T. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Um, I really liked a lot of Mad Men. Mm. I don't know if I have like a all time favorite book, but. The one I have the most, like, visceral memory of reading was The Golden Compass. I just remember, like, you know, being young and kind of picking that mm-hmm. up. And it, I was, like, a little too young to read it, which kind of I felt like was the perfect time to read it. It's funny. I feel like I like things where it's, like, more thematic than plot-driven, you know? And that was, like, that. that was, like, the first movie where I was, like, whoa you know, what is human? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, there's that scene with Rutger Hauer on the roof and he's yeah. kind of like, I just remember that scene being like a moment in, in movies that like really like made me think about what it is in art that I like, you know, and there are these like, these really thematic things with very human moments, you know? So I think that that movie was, spoke to me. Also, I just like sci-fi stuff. Well, it's also just like in, in Blade Runner, it's like if, if you can't tell, does it yeah. matter? Yeah. You know, and stuff like yeah. that. Like, it, Which I think translates yeah. to anything. If you're happy, yeah. you know, like that's as real as anything else or that's as whatever. If you're sad, it's as real as anything else. It's like, yeah. you know, if you're a robot or if you're not or if we're in a simulation or, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, Favorite TV show? You know, I, I, I probably watch too much TV and as a result, 
I'm having trouble thinking of like a great, but you know what I'm really enjoying is uh, The Walking Dead. Oh yeah. That's a good one. You know, yeah. and like also it's been around for so long and I, this is sort of like weird and like cinema snobby, but I, I don't really know very much about it, but I was like, there's something about the way it looks that's great. And I like, I was like on the phone with Adam. I was like, what is that about this show? And he doesn't, he's like, I don't know that show. I was like, I feel like it's like shot to film or something. You know, it's <laughs> like, the, and it turns out like it's one of the only shows that's still shot to like 16 millimeter or whatever. Awesome. Because I don't know. I think that. it's because they just started that way and, and they kept going. And kept giving them the money but to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's both really difficult to watch, but also really easy to watch because it just like, it looks, it looks super nice. And well, that's the thing around the middle, like yeah. I, I, I sort of tapered off. I was a big fan for a yeah. while, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely like, because like, characters started leaving. Yeah, but... yeah. You know, it's one of the most sort of like horrific shows out there. And they break all kinds of like rules about like lines that you shouldn't cross as a TV show because they're just too upsetting. But one of the things, I also like horror movies. Like, sure, I like, yeah. like, you know, I just like really scary shit, basically. And I think I realized it's because the good stuff, there's this sense that what you walk away from with this sense that normalcy has a lot of value. Mm. Like normal Definitely. stuff. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like these people, when there's a scene where they're just like sitting around eating food, you're so relieved and grateful. You can just like watch that scene for a second between zombies. There's sometimes that scene just like yeah. gets interrupted so viscerally. Well, that, yeah, that's not yeah, a single yeah. well, horror movie. Yeah. About it. But yeah, and I think it's just like, it's weird. Sometimes, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's what it takes for me to like, yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I like being scared. Yeah. And I think that's right. You know, I'm thinking about like, probably some of my favorite movies are horror movies, you know? Like when I was young, I saw The Exorcist, you know, and that sort of like. I can't do horror movies. It's not because I I, I love watching horror movies. I hate going to sleep after. Yeah. So I, I have like always. Very the same vivid, way. Yeah, yeah, I have always very yeah. vivid dreams. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm not. Like, I'm not scared watching this. I'm not like yeah. whatever. But like, I am. yeah, I'll get <laughs> fucked up later. Like I will definitely yeah. get like really. I, I, I don't know why I like being scared so much. But... You have a theory about that, right? Oh yeah, I know. It's I mean yeah, it's, the horror movies are also like that, like. That fight or flight, like that's why we like loud music and roller coasters yeah. or whatever. It's just it that, that moment of it. Just, like, you're just like, yeah, you, you know, yeah. Like, it breaks you out of your head of yes. just like, like it's involuntary it's responses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys? Or do you? A do book, you have a book? Book, yeah, book. book. You know, I will say the first thing I ever read that was transporting in 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 was uh, I read all the the Narnia books. Oh, when nice. I was yeah. Really little, and that's I just nice. I was just like completely transported. <laughs> you know, in a way that it's like you have those sort of like moments when you're a kid that you try to keep coming back to. Yeah. Like some of the, you know, the creative stuff is like trying to recreate those feelings you had reading books or watching stuff when you were a kid. That just, you can imagine all of it, you know, it's yeah. like you, and you wanted it to be a movie so badly because you had the movie already in your head, you yeah. know? Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite sound? Yeah. I think this is like, this like sounds like really, really cheesy or whatever, but, but it's the first thing that came to mind, which is at the, the house we grew up in, in Maine, like the back porch, there are these like really, really big trees and they kind of, over their branches overlap. And so if you like hang out on the porch, you kind of, and, the, and like the wind's blowing, you kind of just hear like the, the leaves kind of rubbing against each other in a way that's like very soothing. And really well, nice, yeah. you know, it's a thing that we like don't have in cities, which is the, the, you know, what we call quiet in nature that's not actually quiet at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's like that is something that's really hard to find. The, the crickets and the yeah, like the world the... breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that, you know, and it's like I think it's one of those things that does fry you the most is not having access to that kind of like quiet. That and waking up to construction. Yeah. That isn't just <laughs> silence. You know what I mean? Because actually in a, one of the reasons I like being in a sort of a studio situation is they're the quietest places in in yeah. the cities. Yeah. You know. 
Can you whistle? Yeah, kind of. Should, should we do it? <laughs> yeah, do you want to hear something? If you want. Proof. You need proof. Yeah, you yeah. need do, proof. Do it Otherwise off mic. You can't off whistle, mic, right? yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> whistle. Good. Do either of you have a scar with a story? I don't think so. I, I, I have a funny one. I have a little one on my, on my wrist here. Oh. So I don't know if you've ever had those like funny like twingy worries like that are ridiculous. But mine was always changing strings that one would snap and like poke me. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. So I don't want to mess with you guys, but (laughs) I was changing a string on a guitar once and it snapped. It didn't poke me in that, but it actually went through my skin under my wrist. That's on me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. You know, as I'm thinking that I like yanked it out, but I, this is, you know, years and years and years ago, I still have a little bit of a mark to remind me to just turn the peg the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I have a I have a scar on my hand over here from cutting a bagel. Yeah, nice. Oh yeah, actually, I, I think I have a yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> actually, no, I I I it's I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, I have a, I have a big one, hook one on my thumb, which is never. I was a bar back for a while, and we would take the garbage out at the end of the day, and of course there was broken bottles in the glass. Of course, this is early on the job. I didn't know. I I sort of put my hand on the trash can to brace it so that I could tug the bag out with my right hand, and I'm pulling the bag out with my right hand, and uh, a piece of glass just like lifted the whole top of my thumb off oh. <laughs> and i just i remember basically not wanting to get fired so i just like wrapped the band-aid around it oh my god just, like, nice. you know, that was, so it's like that's you, my, people that's that night are story. just like oh well i didn't order a shirley temple yeah. oh, <laughs> no. this, is a, this is a nice question what are you guys most proud of maybe that i don't know that we we said we were gonna try to do it and we're trying to do it oh yeah. my god you know, i was gonna say i i think that somehow we've managed to protect the things that are really important to us, you know, along the way. Like we haven't, like I haven't, I mean, I haven't been able to like achieve, accomplish or be exactly who I want to be. But I think the things that have been really important to me, I somehow managed to protect them, you know, along the Whether it's sort of like making art that I'm proud of, maintaining a relationship with Abner, you know, that is functional <laughs> and creative. Um, yeah, just sort of like, yeah. feel like, you know, we've been, we've been, yeah, maybe as a band, it's like, we've been sort of good at identifying the central things that are important to making it something worth doing to make something fun that feels valuable to us. You know, yeah. things have changed and we've had to like learn and stuff, but it seems like we've managed to protect those things that are important to us about it. I love that. I feel like people don't realize how much like just doing this challenges the things that are just the closest to you. Yeah. Like you think, you know, you, you imagine all these challenges, whatever, but I think the, the biggest struggles that we've ever had, both professionally and also personally between mm-hmm. us, has always been, okay, well, how is this thing affecting the things that are the most important to us? Yeah. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, being able to say, you're doing the thing, you're trying the thing, things are working, yeah. Yeah. and still the things that matter to you yeah. are there. And, and the things about the make, like about the art that are important, like keep and and what makes it fun honestly yeah what makes it worth doing and making sure that i think we've managed to sort of protect that 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 like middle of it that was like the reason we did it in the first place and you know you can kind of get further you know a field from those reasons sometimes and you can kind of lose touch sometimes with like why you're doing this in the first place but for example that i mean that's just one of those things that i think we've managed to protect but it's like we haven't gotten too far from that I right. feel like yeah. like we've always been able to, kind of touch, to touch base and be like is this still fun mm. and been basically been able to answer you know yes in good faith yeah. I think you know which yeah that's great that's a good answer 
And finally, what are you most excited for? I mean, I think right now, honestly, that, you know, this trip has been so fun, kind of working in in these new ways with, with all these new people at the moment. Um, I think we're just, like, re- really pumped to keep, like, wor- working on the, the music, yeah. like, that's in front of us right now. With that new sort of mindset. Yeah, and bringing that back. And you know, we talk a lot about bringing, bringing that some of this, the, the, the vibe and the energy back to, to New York with us and to the way just that we yeah. treat ourselves, as, you know, and each other as kind of yeah. collaborators and potential yeah. new types of ideas and kind of all that, all that, you well, know. We, we've worked in some really cool spaces, you know, with people who have like really value kind of like the vibe and the kind of atmosphere. And I, that's one of those things that I was thinking about. I'm pumped about going back to New York and kind of like trying to just look at my space. Like how can I make this space a more creative place? And some of those things that you maybe kind of, you know, lose sight of when you're looking at your computer screen or trying to think about the song or whatever yeah. it is. It's like taking some of the lessons I've learned from some of the producers and writers out here with working with just as a holistic approach to how they're, how they're sort of, well, and you don't realize space. what like a yeah. couch or, uh, yeah. you know, incense or yeah, lights yeah, or whatever totally. can do for like what actually gets you in that totally. like, sort of mind yeah. space. You yeah. Know? Maybe that's a specific thing. It's like the, this, how like the space affects the creative, yeah. you know, feeling and that's something. I think that's like maybe kind of like a West coast, it's it's definitely a West Coast. Yeah. yeah, LA has made me just be like, why is like why why like I gotta make things nice. I gotta yeah. make everything nice. Like everything's gotta be so nice. And yeah. it's like, like a it's, little bit it's like, like nice, but it's yeah. also nice to 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 feel nice in nice spaces. Yeah, yeah. that's like LA is just like why why things should just be nice, yeah. 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 shouldn't they? And you're like, yeah, of course. Like right. it's <laughs> well, we, we we joke that definitely the I mean you know we'll, we'll we're we're still in the same in the same wheelhouse for sure, but. The, the songs that we've been coming up with definitely reflect a little bit of the of the niceness. I'm like, <laughs> this, you know, they have a, a little bit more of a... Or just like the sunshine. That's what I, mean, I, that's what I mean, yeah. the sunshine. Like, they definitely, I definitely happier. believe that I, that these came in L.A. Like, if yeah. you told someone, they wouldn't be like, oh, I don't get that. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Our songs are often kind of like sweet with a caveat or like nostalgic but <laughs> sad. And these are a little bit like... Happy, smaller, with caveat. less of a yeah, with less of a caveat. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, a lot of the stuff that we do tends to be like, oh, we're ha-, like if we're, if we're happy, yeah. shit. Here's the sort of cynical, like, right. yeah. extra side of it. But being yeah. in LA definitely puts a lot of things in perspective. Mm-hmm. No, but you guys are just you guys are amazing, and I'm very excited to hear what comes next. I'm excited to see the fruits of the collaboration. I'm excited to write in the yeah, us too, and we really we really love the music that you guys make. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you know, one of the things listening to your stuff, it you know. I was like, well, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. These guys are really good. I love, <laughs> I love this stuff, you know. I appreciate it. I appreciate um, that. I love the vocals on it. Like, they they feel really, like, unique and... Yeah. So, you know, world building. Sweet. It feels really... Yeah. All of it feels really, really cool. So there's a really clear kind of... But but nuanced pers- perspective. That's really, really great. Well, nice. it's going back to that sort of musical theater into Disney. I, I feel like if you're going to make a song... There, and what I like about your songs, too, is that it follows that ethos. Is like, if you're going to make a song, it has to have some sort of argument, some sort of like reason. And yeah. part of that is like using the verses to develop the story that then gets sort of refuted or like, you yeah. know. It's like a perspective. A perspective on yeah. it, yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I'm really grateful that you guys came on. I'm excited to write. We're so and grateful to be too. It's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys.
We would like to thank Jägermeister and Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.